Hi, Jim Carr again. Uh, Dennis, uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. Uh, could you tell them, for example, uh, what is icing? Well, um, icing happens when uh, the puck comes down, bang, you know, before the other guys, mm -hmm. nobody there, you know. Mm -hmm. My arm go comes out, then uh, the game stops and start up. Mm -hmm. I see. <clears throat> uh, what is high sticking? High sticking happens when uh, the guy takes the stick, you know, and he go like that. You know, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, no, never, never. Why not? Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. Just some English pig with no I brain guess, at all, um, you know. He's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. We're two guys talking sports movies. You know, we've been starting this deal where we do this spiel about iTunes. But as of now, there actually are no more iTunes. Did you know this, Bobby? I did not. Apple Podcasts is where you go. iTunes is gone. So just go to your Apple. You, know, you can still, like on, on my iPhone, I've got that podcast app. Yeah. You, you can still go there. You'll still find us there. That's essentially Apple Podcasts, I guess, but it's it's not called iTunes anymore. I've been doing that the whole time. I thought it was one and the same. I did, but I'm just going based on what I saw. They have <laughs> It's not iTunes. So you can still rate us, you can still download us, you can still do everything, but through the Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That's exact, exactly right. And of course, a million other ways yeah. to find us. Thanks for listening. However you found us. Yeah. Good job. That's right. You're better than us. So this week we're going to the Wayback Machine. We did Rocky last week, and that was way back, 1976. We're only a year this, later. A lot newer. <laughs> One yeah. year newer. Much newer, 1977. Slapshot, a classic. I've heard a lot about Slapshot growing up. I've heard of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like uh, Bull Durham. I'd heard of it a bunch, but I never watched it. But I know that it, it also deals with minor league hockey, right? minor league baseball. So I've heard of the movie, but I've never watched it before. To me, it reminded me a little bit more of like Major League. It like if you're gonna because of the storyline and, and just some of the comparisons. Sure. Hockey version of Major League, and obviously Slapshot came well before Major League. But it's uh it's based in the Rust Belt, Charlestown, the home of the hapless Charlestown Chiefs. It's a losing Federal League hockey team whose games are poorly attended to make money. The team's unknown owner makes its General Manager Joe McGrath do cheesy publicity to much to the players' chagrin. There are rumors circulating about the sale of the team. There's a local mill. If the mill closes, what's going to happen to the team? Is the team going to fold? The rumors that it's going to get moved to Florida. This retirement community is going to buy it and relocate it down there. So you have that. Reggie Dunlop, the main character, is played by Paul Newman, the general manager. The uh, Joe McGrath is played by Strother Martin, veteran actor. Those two uh, actually did, I think it was like five or six different This was the last together. of six movies that yeah, they had done together. six movies. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have the Hanson brothers, and we'll get to that in a little bit as well. They, they kind of, I think, came out, the Hanson brothers came out as the real star of this movie. But Well, and they played on a real team that this is kind of based on. Yeah, and that's the, uh, what is it, Johnstown or Johnston? Johnstown Jets. I guess it could be either one, but yeah, Johnstown Jets. That's what this is based on. The yeah. writer of this movie based it on that, and there were yeah, there were a lot of Johnstown, Johnston tie-ins to this from the Hansons, the bus driver of the, the bus, bus driver in the movie, the, yeah, <laughs> and and a lot of different players were involved, and and that's who this whole movie was based on. And like you say, that the Hanson brothers actually played on that team, yeah. So going into this movie, I thought they were actors. I didn't know that they were I hockey players. I didn't realize until kind of doing the background research, and, and you know, I had watched it more recently than you. It, it had been a long time since I had seen this, especially from start to finish. But uh, I had seen it, obviously, know of the Hansons. You knew of the Hanson brothers, at least before watching this, though, right? Right, yeah, from seeing like movie posters or yeah. pictures from this movie. Exactly. There's a couple of pictures from this movie that are pretty well known. There's like one of Paul Newman. Um that's been out on the internet forever, and a couple of the Handsome Brothers shots. Yeah. And then the other kind of sub-storyline in this is the relationship between one of the other guys on the team, the Princeton grad, yeah. and his wife. And, and again, we'll get to that in a little bit. But let me start by asking you this. Which do you like better, actual hockey? Are you a hockey fan or hockey movies? Um, I'm a fair weather hockey fan, which I think actually puts me more into hockey than most people okay. because 
I like the Red Wings, and they've been terrible for years, so it's kind of hard to get excited when your team's eliminated from the playoffs in November. Yeah. But uh, I watch a few games a year, and obviously playoff hockey I enjoy quite a bit. But uh, I guess probably movies. Depends on the movie too, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, definitely, like Miracle, for example, and I'll just say I'm not a hockey fan, and I've tried to be a hockey fan. I've just never been able to get in it. And again, get into it. Growing up in Kansas, nowhere (laughs) near hockey. I've always said if if I had grown up East Coast or somewhere in the North where hockey, I probably would have at least tried to play hockey. But Kansas is not a hotbed for hockey. No, and I mean, it gets really cold in the wintertime, but there is zero hockey in Kansas. Now... There ended up being it like in Topeka and Wichita. There were some minor league hockey teams, but that was really even later on after I'd been out of high school and stuff like that. So I was just never around hockey, never watched hockey. So to me, it's just been really hard getting into it. But like Miracle, for example, like Olympic hockey, I will watch for whatever reason. I guess just because. Well, they say the game's different. Different size rink. To, a, to an extent. Plus, you can get behind your own country. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Miracle. I'm all about Miracle. I remember watching the actual 1980 U.S. Olympic team and some of those games and and them beating Russia and all of that stuff. So I am am really into Miracle on Ice, Miracle, that that movie, and even Mystery Alaska, which is kind of an underrated one that we're going to do at some point. I like that one as well. Yeah, the 1980 Olympic thing, that... It's a whole different category because I watch any yeah. documentary about that I can find, any movie about it. I enjoy all of it. There was a documentary made somewhere from the Russian perspective of that whole. Uh, one of the 30 for 30s yeah. was about that, and that was really good, too. It was too. cool. They got good. some of the players from it. Yeah, because here in the States, obviously, we just see and hear the U.S. side of things and what a great upset it was, but completely different story yeah. on the other side. <laughs> it wasn't such a happy ending for those guys. Yeah, and it was a really interesting way that they told that, too. So Paul Newman, veteran actor, he plays Reggie Dunlop, the main character. He's a player coach of the Chiefs. The player coach era, you don't see that too much anymore. So I was going to ask you, who's the last player coach that you can remember? Pete Rose? Pete Rose is the only one I remember. Yeah, I can't think of any. Now there's some players like LeBron that dictate who the coach is, Mm -hmm. but they're not a player coach by any means no no that's very true i mean lebron might as well be a player coach but right yeah you just don't see that anymore pete rose is the last one i remember at any level a significant one anyway. right and i think baseball's had a few over the year like way back 10 but yep. player coach yep struther martin played joe mcgrath he and uh paul newman among the the, the bigger ones they did cool hand luke butch cassidy and the sundance kid i think he was in the sting with uh, Paul Newman as well. And the director, George Roy Hill, won the Best Director for The Sting in 1974 and also nominated for Butch Cassidy in 1970. So these guys, Paul Newman, Strother Martin, Paul Newman, George Roy Hill, the director, uh, did a lot of different stuff together. And quick quick little side note about Strother Martin. I have an uncle (laughs) by marriage who is actually, I think he was like a second cousin. Of Strother Martin. That's pretty cool. So I grew up hearing all these Strother Martin stories. So to you, Strother Martin's like one of the greatest <laughs> film stars of all time. Exactly. But Strother actually died like three years after this was made. He died relatively early. He was only 61 when he when he passed away. Well, what's weird is the first movie he did with Paul Newman was The Silver Chalice in 1954. And they did this one in Man. 77. So that's 20-some years of That goes back together. a ways. Yeah. Weird about George Roy Hill because especially... As big as he became with with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and, and with the Sting and then doing this just a few years later. And then he did The World According to Garp in 1982. That, of course, with Robin Williams, Glenn Close, John Lithgow. But he only did two more movies after that. 1988 was the last movie he directed. He lived until 2002 when he was 81 years old. Yeah, you want to be one of those people that works till the day you die? Well... If you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. You can't tell me that the 70s and 80s that he was sitting on that fat, you know, a big fat stack of cash after doing those movies. You don't know that. I mean, they were nice, but he he didn't direct. He, he did like 20 movies, tops. This isn't the first guy that we've done where it's like, wow, I, did, I thought they did what more. What happened? Yeah. Would like to know. Was not able to really find out more about George Roy Hill, but at the same time. Well, he's passed away, so you can't go interview him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So did your opinion of this movie change at all? 
after watching it. Well, well first, I guess it couldn't it, have changed. Yeah, it because sure it was did. The first time you saw it, it wrote that a, changed drastically. It wrote an opinion in my mind. <laughs> what what genre do you classify this movie as? By the way, the you always like to not always, but sometimes you bring up the Rotten Tomato scores. Uh huh. This one from critics got an eighty four, and fans give it an eighty nine. Really? Yeah. That surprises me because this is a question that I <laughs> I came up with this morning that I I don't think I floated to you, but I'll just go ahead and ask it, especially since it's your first time seeing it. And again, for me, really, it's the first time maybe ever actually watching it start to finish. It's one of those that I probably used to see on, and I actually own the DVD. I have the, it was the 25th anniversary edition of the DVD. That's actually crucial because the music changed in that one. That's right. I did read that because they for the took, VHS and the DVD, they changed some. They of the took music. out all the music. I wonder and what they put the, generic because of the rights they didn't have, and the, to pay them would have been too much money, I guess. But there was a lot of bad disco music. Oh my this. gosh, it was terrible. <laughs> and that's we're going to talk about whether or not it holds up over time. And uh, right back where we started I, I from. Feel like yeah, I feel like there's a lot I can get into with whether or not it holds up, but. Uh, yeah. Is this a good movie or even a funny movie if you take the Handsome Brothers out of it? I I don't think it is a funny movie, even with them. I want to win that championship tonight, but I want to win it clean. Old-time hockey. Like when I got started, you know? Jeez, Toe Blake, Dick Clapper, Eddie Shore, those guys were the greats. I don't know what to say. Christ, it's up to you. Reg is our coach. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like Eddie Shore. Yeah, yeah, that'd be Coach, our line starts. Sure. Can we get a game to win? I don't think that's enough to make it a comedy. I thought, I feel like this movie, I feel like I have the opinion that you had for replacements. Really? I watched it and I was, we were talking about this uh, last week. I was excited to watch this movie because I've mm-hmm. never watched Slapshot and I've heard about it forever. And there's some things in there that it's not completely garbage. Right. But I did not like it at all. What about the opening scene? Well, let, let, I'll just save that again because we'll get to favorite scenes coming up. But I, yeah, I think if you take the Hanson's brothers, Hanson brothers out. Speaking of the opening scene, the funniest thing you've got is the French goalie mispronouncing words, English words. Yeah, right. Air, air. Yeah, yeah. Onza, yeah. Onza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the plot again. It reminds me a little bit of Major League, but the next storyline is the relationship when you when you take out the the plot about whether or not the team is going to be sold, what's going to happen with the team. The next storyline is the relationship between uh, Ned Braden, and who's kind the of the young the, star. Yeah, the young star who went to Princeton and his wife. And, I mean, she hates being in town. They're both alcoholics. He's cheating on her. There is no humor in that relationship at all. No, the whole thing is weird. <laughs> and at least in Major League, you had Tom Berenger kind of chasing around Renee Russo and whatever, and Quig Quig's coughing. And, you know, there was something funny See, about that's that. That's what reminds me of Bull Durham. with Ke- uh, Costner and uh, what's the young kid in that one? And they uh, both, Tim Robbins. Yep, and they both go after the love yeah, interest. Susan Sarandon. So it's kind of like this with Paul Newman, too, because he keeps hitting on her. Yeah. And it's I mean, just like, what is going on in this town? Yeah, and so I mean, if you if you take dark. the Hanson brothers out of it, it's really lacking comedy. And I don't know if they knew exactly what they were going to get, but even the even the I agree with you. I mean, there there's not a whole lot of other comedy to go around, and for that matter, two hours. I felt like it was. <laughs> a good 15 minutes on the long side. I do look up before we start a movie. I look up how long it is. Some, most of them are right around two hours. It's fine. Yeah. This one I saw was like two hours and eight minutes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't because most of the time comedies are shorter anyway. Right. Because too much after a while becomes yeah. too much. A two hour comedy is quite a bit. Right. So I was like, okay. And it says comedy. I thought it would be. It definitely lived up to the raunchy um, moniker that I had heard. I tell you what, there, I mean, there's some stuff. It's like, and you can tell it's the '70s. And again, we'll we'll save that for. Do you want to just do whether yeah. or not it holds up yeah. right now? Yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it does. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> not even close. No. <laughs> well, I think one of the reasons for me, right off the bat, is just the violence that they show in it. I'm not about violence in movies. I'm about violence in hockey. Yeah. They go everything they can to get away from that. They try to get away from fighting. Like, mm-hmm. they like enforcing or whatever, but, like, everything, concussions, CTE, all of those things, this movie, like, almost, like, champions that. No, that, that's 
That's very true. And I mean, also now, I mean, we've had the Me Too movement and for that matter, just, I mean, there's, first there's the 70s factor. Let's just start with that. It's a very obvious this was made in the 70s. I Mid-70s mean, too. Yeah, exactly. Not, not 79. Exactly. You know? And again, I, I'm I'm curious what the original music was because they, they went with so much disco stuff on the DVD. So that music is very dated just to start with. The, thi- the the clothes that they're wearing, especially Paul Newman. The I wrote long, that down. The long leather coat with the fur collar and his big, you know, disco floppy collar, open neck shirts. Uh, just the cars that they're driving around in. The the green phone on the floor in the apartment. Everything about this just screams this was made in the seventies. There's just no way but around it. That doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't hold up. No, but I mean it's it's, dated. it's a period it's, piece. It's really yeah. it's really da- like. You would just just the visual part of it is dated. It's I almost, guess let's put it that way. But then I, go ahead. I guess it's impossible not to compare and contrast. We just watched Rocky, which was a year earlier. See, and again, that's like I th- I still think if you take Rocky, you really don't even have to change the wardrobe that much. That's it's, what, it's not quite that obvious. It doesn't hit you in the face. I think the way this. That's does. what I'm getting at. Okay. That, that that Rocky. It's like wow, that was even older actually and yeah. cheaper made, and still you could say that holds up really well. Yeah. There's nothing in it that screams, hey, this is really old. Exactly. But this, I mean, every scene has something. And the way Paul Newman dressed the last day of the movie, where they're going to play for the championship, and he takes that young girl to the hair salon, then he goes to the owner's place. Mm-hmm. He's wearing this really bright, what is it, like an orange brown type leather suit or something? Right. Like, what the hell is that? The leather jacket yeah. and the leather pants that it's, match. And again, the big floppy collar in yeah. there. But I mean, then you've got a lot of homophobic. References like when he goes to Crazy. the to the female owner and the Crazy. stuff that he says to the female owner. Yeah, about you know, I mean, just just that, and then you've got the Indian hockey player at oh, the end, bad. Clarence Screaming Buffalo Sweat Town. I think was his name. He uh, he calls it his, his tomahawk. Yeah, he's he calls his hockey stick the tomahawk and his opponents the, the scalp. little scalps. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. not probably, quite. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean. He's in bed with Oglethorpe's was it wife or yeah, I was going to get to that was my next one yeah and just the gratuitous and nude scene essentially she sits up in bed and it's like oh okay All right. she'll just sit up in bed for 5, five minutes, minutes with everything exposed just so we can say we had some nudity in the movie and then their conversation that they have between them is super untasteful yeah and do you know who that was? Have you ever seen A Christmas Story? Yes, I have. She's the mom of She's Christmas. She's the story. mom in A Christmas. <laughs> and I didn't recognize her at first, but then as soon as she started talking, I went, "Hold it." And so I started checking I bet IMDb. you did say hold it. <laughs> Hit pause, enjoy the scene. No. They uh but their talk even it talks about she how she well was into herself. women. What? That's right. And then and like, well, does that, And then he goes, "But does that make me?" And it's like, "No. What why where is all this coming from?" Yeah. It's jarring. I think it's the word. Very, because... It does not hold up. And again, that's very 1970s. Yeah, so from top to bottom, I, I think that it, the script would be easy to rework. You could easily do this today. I get what you're saying, but I, there's so, so much in this. No, I know. And it's not even funny. Like sometimes, like Right, and that's the biggest thing. I'm it, not saying raunchy's funny, but at least have some sort of humorous maybe we're just tone. Too, we're just too woke now, Bobby. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so your opinion obviously and couldn't have changed because you hadn't seen it before. But. Bef- this is one question you usually ask at the end, but I'll just answer it for you now. Okay. I would have no interest in watching this again. I don't think I do either, and I own it. <laughs> <laughs> and huh? again, the Hansons so, – so let's go – we will save – we usually kind of do this in the middle, and then we kind of hit some more questions at the end. We're going to save favorite lines and scenes for last because I, I think <laughs> that that's – you know, well, I'll tell you what, I don't have very many. Okay. So, <laughs> so is this going to be a 20 minute podcast? That's here? what I'm kind of getting at. <laughs> I was thinking that when I walked in today, I'm like, well, I hope you got stuff to say. Cause so it doesn't hold up over time. Um, you any, want... anything that really bugs you <laughs> yeah. about it? Well, and it's tough because the besides things, all the stuff the that things we just, we just talked, um, one thing during the hockey scenes, how come no penalties were ever called? Like they're just letting these guys fight. They're hitting each other with sticks you never see a penalty get called. Yeah, and I guess when this came out, the NHL was really anti-slap shot because of just Gee, how much why. violence <laughs> is glorified in this. And no helmets. 
by the way. I wrote you had that like, down. You had like two guys in the whole movie wearing helmets besides the goalies. Yeah. But again, that's a different period than 1970s. Sure, I can it even was, let that. I can let that part go. But yeah. just that the never call the penalty and like when the Hanson brothers first get in the game and they're just going nuts on they're people, tripping and yeah. slashing, yeah, and hit, yeah, come on, else. call penalty. Yeah, um, I'm sure you'll bring this up. The age of Paul Newman playing the player, 51. Right. <laughs> so you did have that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's and it shows. It's, it's one thing to be 41, but 51 as the player coach. Yeah, it really does. I mean, he doesn't look like a young guy. No. And I guess it's believable. I've never seen a Paul Newman movie before this one. Really? So seeing him, I feel like he almost... You should at least see Butch and Sundance. Yeah. I would recommend that. And then Cool Hand Luke's pretty good too, isn't it? Cool Hand Luke. Maybe I have seen that one. Eggs. That's right. And Strother Martin was in that. He was the warden in that. But I never... What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. I know you've heard that line. I have. Right. You've said it to me several times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's truer every time. Yep. Um, but I felt like Paul Newman almost overacted in this movie. Like, really? You could tell he was like an older actor like from the – because the era of acting had changed over the like, 20 years that he had been acting at that point. Mm-hmm. And like, at some points he would just stare like off into space and the camera kind of zoomed in. It just felt like a Western at some points the way he was like – I guess he said this was the most fun he ever had. Make yeah. a movie, which I guess I can see because you're at like the Hanson brothers and and <laughs> the th- well again we'll we'll save some of that. And I couldn't help but notice that he kept reminding me of a current day almost Clint Eastwood, like just the way they looked and the way they talked. Contemporaries, yeah. I mean Eastwood is getting up there now. I think Clint was would have been a little bit older than uh, Paul Newman, but. But that they, makes sense. And they just seem so similar to me. That yeah. kept them like, is that Clint Eastwood? Nope, Paul Newman. Yep. So should it ever be remade or could it ever be remade? I'm going to argue that it can't because of the Hanson factor. Because I think the Hansons are what this is most known for. I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of potential with this script if you reworked it. But the Hansons have become so iconic that I don't think that you could redo it because it's essentially their movie. You know, they they became they they became the most transcendent thing in this movie. See, when you say remake, uh, I have a hard time with that because I feel like they could remake a minor league hockey movie on some level. Oh sure, and it would be a great watch if the right stories were in there. Mm-hmm. Again, like Bull Durham to me, or like Major yeah. League, any of those. But you can't remake this specific movie, and you shouldn't. It glorifies violence. It's got a bunch of bad. Well, it's hockey though. But again, if you rework the, the script and you and you 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 tone down not, maybe the violence to see, some extent. But that's my point. Is, are you reworking it then? No, you're just writing a new movie with kind of a hockey tone. Well, but that's what reworking it is, yeah. right? But remade. Yeah. The, no. The, well, but, the championship game, they're just fighting on the ice and a guy does a strip tease and I they know. win the championship. <laughs> I know. That's how they win the championship <laughs> of the whole league. They get disqualified. Yeah. Well, and what strikes me, though, is instead of trying to remake it in 2002, they did the sequel. So they waited 25 years. They did the sequel in 2002 with Stephen Baldwin as the uh, lead. <laughs> I glossed over those credits. That couldn't have been a good watch. And I have never seen it. But then they had the Hansons still playing for the same team, the Chiefs, 25 years later. So they were probably 60 by then. Oh, my God. <laughs> or at least as old as Paul Newman. Right, so but there's three got, of them now, yeah. yeah. See, but again, I think that's why you can't remake it because the Hansons essentially Are the movie. steal the show. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't remake it because you can't duplicate, replicate the Hanson brothers. Right. That's my own opinion. Any of the positive things I have to say is pretty much about them. I mean, that's again, that is where the bulk... Of the comedy comes from. It is them, and to me, it's the French goalie, who I think is 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 a funny little dude. You, uh, but other than that, they, they needed to do a lot more with the male-female storyline. It just kind of dangles it out there. They don't really get into it. Yeah. And there was really no purpose in having Paul Newman's ex-wife None. around. Again, when we talk about the fact that it ended up being two hours, it, you can trim it really easily by not having her. She served... Zero purpose. And then I thought it was completely stupid at the very end when they're doing the parade scene. And she just happens to pull up right when 
when uh, his car in the parade gets to that intersection and she's pulling a trailer and it's like, oh, yeah, come on out, Francine. Pull right onto Main Street in the middle of our parade. It's okay. Yeah, run over the three kids that are in front of you probably. Yeah. Yeah. And all those people are just going to move for. I mean, the best part about the parade scene, again, was... It meant the movie was ending. Well, that, <laughs> but they had the Hansons yeah. up on a float, and they had the Hansons' glasses and the nose, Yeah, and, and, and they were kind of up there playing around. That was the only thing. They really should have just... They should have ended the movie with Ned skating around in his jock strap, holding up the trophy on the ice. Yep. That's where it should have ended, I think. You get a nice little freeze frame at the end of that. It would have yep. been fine. That whole parade scene bugs me because... I know Paul Newman's sleazy in this. I think it's a nice way to put it. <laughs> but, like, why does he lie at the end? Like, oh, is she going to Minnesota with you? And he's like, yep. And then you get two minutes of the camera zooming in on that car as it leaves, playing the We're All Right song, or right back where we started from song. Yeah. I didn't need any of that. Yeah, and it's all right. Yeah, and, I mean, he's trying to hit on his pseudo friend Ned's wife the whole time he's you know, he gets her to move in with him into the apartment yeah. and they never really did go into what exactly that was happened there but I'm happy they didn't because two hours is already enough of this <laughs> I you know they they didn't develop any of that it was just all hanging floating out there and like we had too much of Paul Newman I get he was antagonist and was distracting the players yeah. and for them to get better. But I I didn't need to see 19 examples of him messing with other guys on the ice and you know throwing them off their game. So you could have cut a lot of that out. I agree. And then how? Wow, I, more bugs me than I realized. At the end of the movie, who? What's the team they play? Syracuse. Yeah, Syracuse Bulldogs. And they don't come out for their little pregame skate because it's a big surprise of who all the players are. They brought back all these players, hooligans from the past. Who? One of the guys, they said in like 60 to 68. Yeah. <laughs> so that was 10 years ago. In the movie, even they're referencing how stupid all the actors look compared to playing their parts. Yeah. And a team can just sign a bunch of free agents right before a championship right game. Right before the championship. Yeah, why not? Okay. Maybe I'm getting too much into the facts. Yeah. Is it so? Is, is that on your what really bugs me list? Yeah, I guess. Do you I have anything just else? Just thought you of it off the top of my head. You want to keep going? With, no, the, with no. the bugs me list, you got stuff, don't you? No, I mean the Francine driving the through the parade, and again, it's too long. Yep, it's just too long. Yeah, and there's it's a, not it, maybe maybe I'm just an old man, and it's just not as funny as I remembered it being. Well, you know why it's too long? Because it's not funny. If I mean, it was that, if it was enjoyable, you wouldn't care how long it was. Yeah, because we've watched movies longer than they didn't this. do enough with the other characters, like like Killer Carlson. They could have done more with that guy that would have made it funny. You know, they they got what they could out of the French goalie. He had his lines, his little his little zings. The announcer really pretty if funny. You, again, if you take out the announcer, Jim Carr was his name. Mm-hmm. If you take him out, if you take out the goalie, right. Then what are you left with? You're you're essentially left with a drama that's that's got the Hanson brothers in it. Do you think it's weird that that Paul Newman's a player coach, but he wasn't the captain of the team? I guess I didn't notice that part. They had that one guy with like the weird mustache. He always had the captain C on his jersey. Huh. Interesting. So I don't. Oh, I guess you couldn't really be the coach and the captain, though, right? Isn't the coach the captain if he's playing? No. Well then, okay. So my point is, they could have developed something with that guy. He's in so many scenes, yeah, but just standing around pretty much, right? Okay, so you don't have a lot of favorite lines or scenes. No, I tried. I got a few. Okay, man, this is like the replacements for you. Yeah, it was a terrible watch. I actually, uh, yeah, I did find myself going, and I and I as we record this, I watched. My goal was, when I saw it was two hours, I'm like, okay, I want to get an hour in tonight, and then I'll watch the rest tomorrow. And I ended up getting an hour and 40 in, okay. and then I only had 20 minutes left this morning. So it was like, and, I, and I actually kind of did the math wrong last night, and I, feel, I thought I still had 40 minutes to go, but it turned out I only had 20 minutes to go. What a pleasant go, surprise. So golden! <laughs> yeah. But this is, actually, this is actually still, and I guess it shouldn't be a surprise, this is a favorite even today. Like on hockey buses and, you know, whether it's NHL, minor leagues, college, teams teams still watch this movie. There are a lot of good lines. And the Dickie Dunn thing they stands call, out. They still call yeah, a fake like story. If you're a reporter who reports something fake, they'll call you a Dickie Dunn, I guess. Which isn't really that guy's fault in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was fed. 
He was fed the fake story by Reg. Which even that had that ended up going nowhere. Yeah. I think one of as we get to, to favorite lines, I'll just start because in the fir- at the end of the first scene, what the last thing that said is good seat still available. Yeah. And you still hear that today as well. Even like by me, a non-hockey fan, I remember that line. Good seat's still available. Like <laughs> yeah. When you, you start talking about whatever, you know, the game is here, here's the time, good, good seat's, seat's still, still available. available. That's and kind that's, of a little punchline. That's always been the punchline. <laughs> yeah. I like the scene where they're in the bar line, when they're in the bar, and he goes, think I can get that girl to go home with me? And the French goalie's like, no way, she's not your type. And then he goes over and it turns out it's wife. Oh, yeah. They bet five bucks and then the bartender goes, well, he got you, that's his wife. I thought that was a pretty funny line. Yeah. Again, I didn't think much was funny in it, so I was trying <laughs> to find something. Man. Jim to to uh, Jim Carr again, to Ned Braden. You went to Princeton, and you were All-American. Ned, that's what it says in the yearbook, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's funny, but... That was probably Jim's only comedy in the whole show. I mean, it was dry humor, but it's what it says in the yearbook, Jim. Jim? You mean Ned's only comedy in the movie? Oh, yeah, Ned, I'm sorry. Because Jim was kind of funny several yeah. times. Yeah, again, but Ned, I just had the, the, the names whole, turned around. The whole thing with Ned all of a sudden becoming violent bugged me. Like, come on. He's so pacifist the whole movie, and he punches right. Paul Newman, punches the owner. He was basically just a pacifist alcoholic cheating on his wife. But then he started beating up people I mean, there's the so much comedy there that they didn't yeah. <laughs> hit on. <laughs> all right, any more favorite lines from you? Um, yeah, I kind of like when the Hanson brothers run the ice, and they're like, these guys are a freaking disaster. When the radio guy says, come on down, we got fun for the whole family. But show, like they're showing a montage, not a montage, but the Hanson Brothers just hitting people hitting, like crazy. Yeah, beating guys up. Yeah. High sticking. The drunk guy on the ice, I think it was before maybe the first game. Any, any, anybody throws me against the boards, I'm going to piss all over myself. Yeah. And then he ends up doing that. See, but that whole scene could have been taken. It's funny, I guess, but they, they could have taken that out to develop another character. Like what was the point of having all that in there? Yeah. Again, if you take out. Anything that was funny. That's true. That that leaves you with a lot less funny yeah. in I a like, movie that was stretched to begin with. When they have a, the fans are all fighting against the players in the crowd, and the radio guy goes, look at that. They're fr-. And then he goes, wait, you can't see that. I'm on the radio. <laughs> oh, that was kind of humorous. Yeah. Um, Reggie to Denis when he, is, when he is talking about Ned and his wife, he asked Denis, the French goalie, is he nice to her? Denis. Yeah, he love her. He tell me, I love her. <laughs> Again, you take out yeah. the French goalie. Very little for you. Yeah. What else you got? Um, Braden to the Hansons when they're getting on the bus. Oh, I guess this is another. This is another Ned line. Hey, are you guys brothers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I set that up by saying he's about to do something stupid. Watch. Yeah. And then it cuts to him asking if he's brothers. Right. Uh, the Hansons. Dave's a killer. Dave's a me- and then Reg goes. Dave's a mess. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, Denis, who owned the Chiefs? And then Joe says, "Owns-a, owns-a." Yeah. And then Denis goes down. He goes. He, he goes out of Joe's office and he goes back down to Reg and, and Paul Newman says, "What did he say?" Or no, he goes, "What did you say?" And he said, "Who owned the Chiefs?" And then he goes, "What did he say?" Owns-a, owns-a. Owns. Yeah. <laughs> That was so late in the movie, I was already checked out. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like Hanson's right. French goalie. Even the French goalie. French I French goalie, the... but I mean, yeah, I mean, I get but it. You're right. But, but you're funny. right. It's funnier than the rest of the stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, getting the Hansons out of jail, you can't leave those guys here. They're folk heroes. And then someone says, they're criminals. And he goes, well, most folk heroes started out as criminals. See, I wrote that whole scene down. It was one of my favorite okay. scenes. So I didn't mean to ruin that for you. No, you did. That's fine. <laughs> I have so little positives, and you're just stealing them. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm trying. Old-time hockey, like Eddie Shore. I mean, that's a classic as well. Who was Eddie Shore? Hanson's hockey player, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Old-time hockey yeah, player. Yeah. Um, hey, Coach, our line starts. Subtle, but you know, yeah. again, it's another Hanson yeah. line. And then Hanson, hey, Ogie, buy you a soda after the game? Yeah, as they're on the, the ice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When as he's the, about to take his head off. When all the crushers come out mm-hmm. on the ice. So, okay, so those are my favorite lines. Let's jump into favorite scenes, and I'll let you go first since, you know, I, I know this was comedically strapped for both of us, <laughs> but even more so for you. Well, the 
you're gonna I'm gonna take one of yours. The opening scene where he's interviewing the the goalie. I don't know he's a goalie at the time. I had no clue, but yeah, like, you don't really know who he is at all because it's just a cold open mm-hmm. where they're they're right in the middle of this interview in the TV radio studio. And doesn't that it's kind of funny because why would you ask the goalie these questions? Like, oh, right. can you explain this? Like, what icing is? And he's like, oh, icing the- happen when the puck come down, bang you. <laughs> Hi, Jim Carrigan. Uh, Dennis, uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. Uh, could you tell them, for example, uh, what is icing? Well, um, icing happen when uh, the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys, mm-hmm. nobody there, you know. Mm-hmm. My arm go comes out, then uh, the game stop, then start up. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> uh, what is high sticking? High sticking happen when uh, the guy take the stick, you know, and he go like that. You know, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, no, never, never. Why not? Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. Just some English pig with no uh, brain Dennis, at all, um... you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. And the whole thing with that, every I, and it starts the movie. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a funny watch. Yeah, I mean, and that I think that was the best scene in the whole movie. Unfortunately, I and, too. And like when we talk about what did you anything that we didn't remember, and again, you hadn't seen it before, so you can really answer that. But I didn't remember that that scene actually leads off the whole movie, and it's like, ah, and I'm the same way. It's like, all right, so what's gonna happen? And it was. Mm. Right, you kind of go downhill from and the there. way he's reenacting yeah. what slashing is and high sticking. Yeah. when the guy take the stick, you know, and he go like that. Yeah, and the worst scene might have been the last scene, so it really could have gone the parade. Yeah, man, when we first see the Hansons and they're shaking down the Coke machine, <laughs> shaking down the is that what you call it. <laughs> yeah. He's like bleeping machine took my quarter, and then you know, so they're. They're shaking it down, and I mean, you talk about dated—a quarter right. for a Coke for one. But again, it's the '70s. But uh, but then you see them, and they're in their hotel room, and they've got a suitcase full of toys, toy cars. Yeah, which I guess were actually their real toys, which is crazy. And yeah, they're sitting there playing the There's track. There's another scene where they've got the racetrack, and they're all doing it, and, mm. and they're throwing the cars. And those Hanson brothers, very eccentric crew. And I thought it was interesting. Do you, did you find anything about why? They ended up being called the Hanson Brothers in the movie because it's Jeff Carlson and Steve Carlson, who actually are brothers, and then Dave, Dave Hanson. Hansen. Why not just call them the Carlsons as opposed to the Hansons? I don't know, but I don't they, think it would have mattered that much. Did you know they were all offered spinoff films off of this? Were they? And they turned it down to keep playing hockey? Wow. So that's kind of wild. But they, I think they still make a lot of appearances around the country. I'm sure they do. And they've got sons who actually play hockey, too. And they have the look about them. I mean, the... The glasses and the yep. – it's a very distinct look. Absolutely. Okay. Um, another scene – I well, I said – I wrote down any scene with the Hanson brothers. Pretty much. said when they when they get arrested and when they moon the town when they get back. I mean, it wasn't just the Hanson brothers, but <laughs> they're all unhappy with how they, they're playing hockey and then they just moon the whole town and it stops everybody from there's, talking. There's all these protesters there as they're driving into town and – were there two buses or three? Two. Two buses. There's like a fan bus and the team bus. The booster and, bus. And they're all yeah, that's right. They're all sticking their their uh, moons Posterior out the window. Years. Yeah. I may or may not have done something similar to that in high school. There may or may not have been a mooning incident I was involved in. <laughs> I may or may not have gotten in trouble at school for said incident. On a bus? <laughs> it was not on a bus, but it was Allegedly. It was at the end of wrestling season and our we had to our wrestling room was in like the it was like the field house next to the football field, and so we had to at the beginning of the season we had to take the mats over there out of the main building, roll them out, and then we loaded them up on a truck and had to put them back at the end of the season. And so we were kind of in one of those big you know two ton trucks or whatever. And then as we were driving by what I believe was called the girls' basketball gym. <laughs> Uh, you know, none of this shocks me. <laughs> it was the 80s. Yeah. And again, it was like less than 10 years after Slapshot. So so you're proud of that. I you're still proud. Maybe that's why I thought this movie was yeah. funny. <laughs> that one scene. Like, hey, I've done that before. Yep, that's you don't right. like hockey, but Kansas, you can still moon people. There you go. Um, I said uh, the Hanson Brothers, the first time when they're in the pregame and everything Paul Newman says. Like, they're echoing. Yeah. I've got that as well. I mean, first... The first scene they're putting on the foil, and then Newman starts giving them the pep talk, 
and they're echoing everything. We need to win. Yeah, we need to win. Come on, we need to win. Christ, we all know how to play hockey. Yeah. Just play it smart. That's right. You're not there. Stick up. Christ, pop it. Oh. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go now. We need this win, you know. We got a lot of losses. To yeah, play. we got a lot of losses. Come on. 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 Play heads up out there. I mean, let's be smart. Man for man, we're better than any club in the league. And just put our minds to it. We're number one. We're number one. Come on, Braden, our line starts. You want to talk about the worst pep talk of all time? After the first intermission of that championship scrum. Yeah. He's like, yeah, maybe more teamwork will help. Maybe this. all bloodied up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we can try harder. Different lines. I don't know. Like, what a terrible motivator. Anyway. Um. Do you remember? I don't know if it was a soap opera or a movie that the guys were watching at the bar. I think it was a soap opera. That was hilarious to me. Yeah, they're wa- they're sitting around having beers at a bar watching a soap opera. Yeah, all these gruff guys that are, and it's the seventies. They're even more gruff than today, but they were all mesmerized by the soap until they started reading the article about going to Florida. Right. I had when the Hansons go in the stands to fight again. Anything the Hansons were involved in, there was right. at least incidental humor, but. Well, how about this one then? The pregame fight, and then, like before, like they're like skating warmups, and they get into a big fight, and then the next scene, it just cuts to the national anthem, right? And the ref <laughs> keeps looking behind him to right. see the bloodied up Hanson brothers, and he goes back and he starts he starts yelling at one of the Hansons, and he's like, "I'm trying to listen to the song." Yeah, it's a very cleaned up version of what he actually said. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, that I laughed out loud at that part. Uh, and then the championship game, just you know. Tim Dr. Hook McCracken, Mad Dog Madison, who brings his attorney Sam Smallprint Lyman with him you can't go everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And you've got Screaming Buffalo Sweat Town and and So I feel like this movie could have actually been a lot better had that at last game meant something. Like if they made Paul Newman give that speech about playing old time hockey and it's his last game and he wants to go out the right way. And then they go through that right way and play a real competitive game. And maybe he makes the goal at the last second or something. Something sappy and over the top. I think that makes his whole movie better. But I think they just went for the... like They went double down on the raunchy comedy aspect instead. Yeah. But they should have just made the game mean something. And like I said, then he can put a little drama towards the end. He makes the last shot. They carry him off the ice or something. And they all go down as heroes. No, I, I agree. Instead of... So, like I say, if he makes the last shot, scores a goal, wins the game, or a guy does a strip tease to win the championship, yeah. how how would you rather have it in? Well, and then my last scene is just the, the, the championship game scene and just the juxtaposition of all the fighting that's going on where they're just beating the crap out of each other. And like you said, there were never any penalties for any of it. And and the announcers, you know, Jim Carr is, is going nuts. He's like, oh, no, and he just thinks it's it's – it was great because they played passive in the first period. Then they come back out before the period even starts. They're mixing it up, and they're beating the crap out of each other on the ice. And then all of a sudden, Ned starts his strip tease. And, the, and again, the juxtaposition of, oh, this is a serious game. What is this? This is, this is horrendous. And right. you've even got you know, one of the players, oh, this isn't a freak show. This is, this yeah. is hockey. You know, so I just I thought that was kind of funny. Just the, that, See, so then you did like the way it ended. Against it. Well, and I'm not saying that I like the way it ended. I just like how about if Ned had been like on a and he passes the puck to Paul Newman who scores that la- on a one timer or something, yeah. and then it shows them getting along and like the merging of their two philosophies because he believes in real hockey, he believes in thuggish goonish hockey, and the if they could in stereotype, but if they could have an assist and score the goal and win at the last second, yeah, I think no real be... hockey in the game. Well, I will say that's one thing that's great about this movie is every hockey scene was phenomenal when they actually are playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Like the key, the cameras were on the ice, and I feel like it was really good hockey. Well, and that's thing that one thing that did happen once the Hansons joined, even though they were traveling freak show, they actually started winning some games, and they got to the championship game because of the Hansons. But they really never played that up very much. It's like you know that they started winning some games, but you really don't find you know. Well, they they don't focus on that. They kind of addressed it when because um, the one guy's like, "No, we're winning because I'm scoring these goals." Yeah. And Paul Newman says, no, you're an idiot. We're winning these because I'm distracting them. <laughs> All right. So the new question that we have added, I think this is pretty obvious. What role would Kevin Costner play? <laughs> yeah. It would actually, I mean, not Would you put him then. in, would, you, would he be Reg or would he be Ned? Back then he would have been Ned. 
because yeah, he would have been the young guy. Yeah, that's true. But I think if you make this movie ten years later, he's a perfect. It, and Reg. back then, he actually would have been the age of a guy who was playing minor league hockey. Right. Yeah. Now, 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 because again, Paul Newman was fifty-one when that was made. when he made this. Kevin Costner's like sixty-four right now, so he's kind of aged out of that a little bit. But I mean, ten years ago, you could have made it still. Yeah. Yeah. He was a baseball pitcher fifteen years ago, so. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I'm trying to formulate a question of a rebuttal to this about how Rudy compares to the underdog character in this movie. Wow. There is an underdog you, character in this movie? Because you bring up Rudy in every podcast one way or the other, so I'm just trying to help you out. You found a way to work Rudy back in here, huh? No, you did. Um, <laughs> no, I think – do you think recasting would have helped this movie? Do you think – No, I think – I just I, – I think – I think it needed to be written differently. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. They're just like, there needed to be, again, in that one, they needed to get rid of Francine, Paul Newman's wife, who he hadn't got the divorce from yet, but they were separated and still living in town. She did nothing for that. And two, they needed to, they needed to find a way to make Ned and Lily's relationship. There needed to be some humor in there. It was just so dark with just her. You know, walking around during the day, drinking, sitting on park benches and staring and then driving the van like crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're just that was the funniest thing that happened was her driving the van. And it wasn't even not them saying that it's right, but I didn't realize I kept forgetting they were married. I thought they were just dating and they were breaking up and getting back together. But They were married. Yeah, I know. So (laughs) that's pretty bad. (laughs) Exactly. She wants to leave town. and And what's the point of her going to the salon towards the end? Yeah. Why did that? Suddenly save their relationship because then you know, he's he's he looks up during that whole melee that's going on in the ice and he sees her all dressed up and that's when he decides to do his strip tease and then after that all of a sudden they're back together and they're kissing in the parade. How did that do anything for him? Like if he went if she went to that salon, wouldn't she and the what was her name left just not? Why would they go to that hockey game? Don't get it. It all makes no sense. Yeah. So Caddyshack, I said, made no sense in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of ties to it, but the scenes individually were funny. Yeah, I mean, this was just out there. And you brought up the replacements, and that's my criticism of the replacements was the fact that I thought Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves were doing a drama, and the football guys were doing a comedy, and it's kind of the same here where a lot of it is – I don't even think it's dark comedy. It's drama when you look at that relationship specifically. Paul Newman has that, you know, I can be funny, kind of, you know, some sarcastic. He, he's got that personality in him, but he doesn't necessarily deliver all the lines. They they rely on the caricatures of, of Denis, the, the French goalie, of Jim Carr being comic relief, the announcer, and then, of course, the Hansons. If you take out... Those three things, as we've said from the very beginning, you've got a completely different movie. It's very dark. And not for the better. <laughs> no. And this movie is listed as a comedy. Um, uh, AFI had it as one of the 500 funniest movies of all time. Really? Which isn't really saying a whole lot. And you I think d- about it, 500 comedies. Again, I think I think it's all because of the Hansons. Because if you do the exact same thing and you've got sort of one character who's... Supposed to be maybe comic. The Hansons have become iconic. Sure, they're they're, they're what's most remembered from this. And again, they've got appearance fees, and they're 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 still remembered from Slapshot. Without the Hansons, this this movie, I, I find it very shocking that people consider this one of the funniest movies of all time. And then Sports even hockey movies. players would enjoy. Um, when the Toronto Maple Leafs win a game, they play that song right back where we started from by uh, Maxine Nightingale. They okay. actually play that when they win the game. At home. So that's pretty cool. I wonder, so do you think that was actually in the movie? No, that one was. That's the song that got taken out and added back in on the 20th oh, anniversary. Oh, so it got taken out and they put it back in. Yeah. Okay. I For that. that makes sense. So that's why I'm glad you bought the right DVD. Okay. Um, Al Pacino showed interest in the lead role. Would that have been a better cast? I don't think so. Um, Gary Busey also <laughs> really wanted to be in this movie. Yeah. Which I found interesting. Um, the, the ever the ever comedic Gary Busey. <laughs> so to, Nick Nolte lobbied to be in it, mm-hmm. and uh, Don Moss, who was in Ralphie Mae. I think Nick Nolte is who I was thinking of, okay. not Gary Busey, but either but one. Either one, yeah. yeah, they're almost one and the same. But then in uh, 
Ralphie Mae from Happy Days auditioned. Now that would have been, he might have made it funny because at the time, he would have been, other than Paul Newman, he would have been the most well-known guy in the whole movie. Uh, do you know who Peter Strauss is? I know the name, but I don't know who he is. He's done a few different movies, but he broke his leg auditioning for this or trying out for this. And um, That's right. He went on The Tonight Show, right? Right, and he said he couldn't believe how well, how good of a skater Paul Newman was, right? even though he was so much older. And I think the Nolte thing, didn't it come down to the fact that he couldn't skate and they didn't have enough time to try mm-hmm. to teach him how to skate? Same thing with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. That's why he didn't do it. See, um, I, th- I think like there are some guys like Michael J. Fox from Canada. He's, I, I think like in the '90s, you could have done a pretty good, a pretty good hockey comedy. Not necessarily this, but a hockey comedy. You could have had Michael J. Fox be the lead, and it it probably could have been something. But well, did you know that the Hanson brothers, the guys that played them, weren't the original what they wanted? They actually had Jack. Jeff Carlson and Steve Carlson were going to play the Hanson brothers, but one of them got called up to play for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, really? So then Dave Hanson, who was supposed to play Killer Carlson, um, switched and, over and became the Hanson, one of yeah. the Hansons, huh? Yep. Again, I wonder why they decided to call it Hansons instead of Carlsons. I don't know. Since you had two Carlsons and one Hanson. So then, yeah. Changed the rest of their lives, though. Yeah. Now they're all known as Hanson brothers. Yep. Uh, I have it written down that 1977 that. It was rated R because of the language, but they put a special disclaimer that the movie was not for children. I did see Tied that. with it because of how bad And then it was. again, you had the one gratuitous nude scene. That was just, <laughs> yeah. Very random. Good for her. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Slap shot. We did that. We don't have to ever worry about doing it again. Well, here, I'll end on a positive. I'm happy that we did this one because I've always wanted to see it. Okay. And it gave me a good excuse to see it. I didn't go in with a negative mindset, so it certainly was just shaped by my enjoyment. The things that I found funny, I still find funny, but there were just big gaps in between. So what would you give it out of 10? Uh, five. Wow, it's higher than I thought. How about you? Three. Yeah. I don't think it's a must-watch, but I'm not a hockey no, guy either, so it, maybe that's I, I wouldn't say five is a must-watch yeah. by any means. I think you've got to at least get to a seven to be a must-watch, and maybe I'd go four. I don't know. But again, the the funny stuff was funny enough it is to funny. me. Right. If you could condense it somehow, take out some of the other stuff, you might you probably would have a movie where you came out now feeling a little bit different about it if you pared it down and took some of the darker stuff out of it. Or even if they just focus on the Hansons. Yeah. Like did you even really need the scene where he goes to see the female owner? Nope. No. They added nothing. Could have been accomplished in a phone call. But then they could have shortened this movie by a bunch by just saying at the end of the year you're closing Try and win the championship. Yeah, and win that's the a, championship. And that's a cool story. And that's a cool story. Yeah, you don't have to put all this Florida garbage out there, or right. like they're getting sold or whatever. Just it just got too convoluted. Yeah, because that, again, that added to the Dicky Dunn thing. I, yeah. You know, you would have you would have eliminated that. Yeah, you could just with those two scenes we just talked about. You're almost ten minutes that you lop off the movie. Right. All right. I don't know what we're doing next, but we'll figure something out. Yeah. We're going to come with a hit next time. That'll be better than this. I mean, we just did an Academy Award winner, Rocky, and an Academy Award winning nominee, nominee, Jerry Maguire. So they can't all be massive hits, but I mean... That's how I feel about our podcast. Some people... (laughs) Remember now, that rating that you just talked about, a lot of people still think Slapshot is a pretty funny movie. But a lot of those people are probably hockey people. They're going out of their way to watch this. I agree. I agree. All right, he's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. Two guys talking sports movies. We will talk to you next time.